top fans, top fans, top fan rivalry. Welcome, welcome back. I got Jackson, and Jackson and I are co-hosting the decades uh, on the podcast. And so Jackson and I are back with you um, talking today about 1911 through 1920. A lot of interesting uh, characters in play here uh, for this one. So Jackson, let's get it started, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just as interesting as <laughs> the, the last one from the 1900s, the 1910s. Uh, yeah. Not kind of coming out of the dead ball era, yeah, a little bit more offense. So hopefully we'll see a few more hitters on here. I won't spoil anything, but right. you so, might start to see some names you, you recognize. <laughs> just a few. You might see a few just names a few. that you recognize, right? Um. Okay, so Jackson, lead us off again. You let us off last night. Lead us off again tonight. Where do we go I, first? I mean, I want to start. I mean, this is more of an honorable mention. We'll we'll get him started. I don't know if you've ever heard of Smokey Joe Williams. Yeah. All right. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, he played the Negro Leagues in uh, the early 1900s. Uh, he was he was fantastic. There's not a lot of stats out there, but um, he's most well known for pitching really well against major league competition. Uh, in 1912, he shut out the national league champion, New York giants six to zero. And then he played the Philadelphia Phillies three years later and outlasted uh, a hall of fame pitcher who we'll see possibly, maybe, I don't know who's on our lists, Grover Cleveland, Alexander throwing a three hitter. And then he no hit the, the same giants in 1917 Reportedly struck out 20 batters, but got a loss without giving up a hit. Mm-hmm. So can happen. Can happen. It can happen. All right. So I'm I'm gonna kind of take it in a weird direction with my uh, choice. And so I kind of went down the, the line and I looked at third, you know, I, I looked at all positions, but third base. So Frank Homer home run baker. Um, who only had like 50 home runs that, but it was home run Baker. Um, and then Heine Zimmerman. And they were kind of neck and neck, anything that you read. So, so Zimmerman had uh, 1,566 hits, had a batting average of 296, had 175 stolen bases over that period of time, um, but had an OPS of, of 331. Whereas home run Baker had 1,502 hits, 206 stolen bases, and a batting average of 310. So they're kind of interchangeable, right? If we're just playing by the numbers, interchangeable. Were, were either of those guys on your list, Jackson? I had home run Baker. I mean, how can you not put a guy whose nickname is home run in an era where they don't hit a ton of home runs? Yeah, this guy looks exactly. like he had, he has he had the, three home runs in a season. You're the home run king. I mean, elite pop, 12 home runs in 1913. Yeah. Uh, 11 and 1911. I mean, he had three straight years of 115 plus RBIs. So that, awesome. Awesome. that alone, it didn't look like he had sustained success over the long run, but, you know, being able to, to drive the runs that he was the prototypical middle of the order hitter. Yeah. He, yeah. Up, he knocks him down. So exactly. All right. Who you got next up next? Uh, we'll actually have our first repeat from, uh, from last time, Sam Crawford. Sam Crawford. Yes. Sam Crawford. Sam Crawford was in his, uh, he started the year 1910 at the age of 30 and he only played till 1917, but he put up some pretty good numbers in, uh, in limited availability. He 
finished runner-up in MVP voting in 1914. He drove in 140, 104 runs that year. But, I mean, pretty good for, I mean, seven, eight seasons, 1,200 hits, uh, 192 doubles, 135 triples, fantastic, 39 home runs, 701 RBIs. Stole 171 bases, which is pretty good for your for your 30s. Mm-hmm. I mean, slash 313, 372, 459. I mean, man's a Hall of Famer for a reason. Exactly. So I'm going to keep us on the repeat model, okay? Honus Wagner. Honus Wagner. So right. if, if you go 1911 to 1917 when he stopped playing uh, baseball, he had 1,120 hits. He hit 296, and he had an OPS of um, 363. So he still was was pretty legit um, going into his later years, right? I mean, he played till he was about 41, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah, about yeah, that. So, I mean, late late 30s into your 40s, not too many guys can put up those kinds of numbers. Especially against some of some of the pitchers, we'll see. I think I'll actually put out my my first pitcher, or I guess my second pitcher, because uh, Smokey Joe Williams was technically my first pitcher. But funnily enough, his name is also Smokey Joe. Smokey Joe Wood. Wood. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're loving the nickname, guys. I, I, the the nickname. If you have a nickname, it's because you're good. Mediocre players don't really get nicknames. The good players get really good nicknames. Smokey Joe Wood was fantastic. He won 105 games from 1910 to 1919. Uh, posted a 1.97 ERA. 107 complete games, 23 shutouts. Uh, he didn't strike out too many batters, only 189 and 1,200 innings. But it looks like he had elite control, only walked 360 batters, which is 2.6 walks per nine. Whip of one. Just seems like your your prototypical ace that goes out there and gives you a chance. Uh, his nineteen twelve season, he finished fifth in MVP voting, which noting and MVP voting became a thing. Uh, nineteen eleven, I believe, and he won thirty four games that year. Went thirty four and five with a one point nine one ERA. Had thirty five complete games and ten shutouts, three hundred forty four innings pitched. Nice. So I'm going to stay away from pitchers for a second because the next four pitchers that I have on my list, they're household names. So we'll get to those in a second. But I'm going to throw a second baseman at you. And I know, I know, I know. By the way, top fans, we will be having a podcast. Jackson and I were talking about it, about the Chicago Black Sox, um, you know, a.k.a. the Black Sox. But Eddie Collins. Eddie Collins had a great run um, between that era that we're talking about. 1,682 hits, 489 stolen bases, a mere OPS of 424, and a batting average of 326. So he was legit. He was a great player in his, his time frame. It's unfortunate how that ended, but yeah. Finished top three in MVP, MVP voting three times, won at once, uh, led the league in runs several years. Just yep. He just seemed like your prototypical one-two hitter, get on base, steal the base, score. <laughs> Fantastic so, player. So the next eight people, it'll be interesting, the next eight people on my list, whether they're on our list or 
honorable mentions are all household names. But Jackson, where are you going to do next? We got Eddie Collins. Where are we going to next? Uh, I mean, I have a lot of pitchers left over. I mean, go for it. We'll we'll stick with the the Black Sox scandal. Eddie Sakat, who's most famous for uh, those of you who are scholars of the Black Sox scandal, scholars of baseball, know that he threw the first pitch of the 1919 World Series and hit a batter, signaling that he was going to throw the World Series. I mean, that year alone could get him on this list, 29-7 and seven with a 1.82 ERA, 30, 30 complete games and 40 starts, and 35 starts, excuse me, 40 games, 306 innings. Just absolutely ridiculous. And for the decade, he put up monster numbers, 2.29 ERA, 2,500 innings. He won 162 games. The man was a surefire Hall of Famer before he went and threw it away. 193 uh, complete games. That yeah, that that one was uh, that one was a little bit of a shocker. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull my Shohei Otani card now, <laughs> and it, stick with the pitching. George Herman Ruth, good old Babe Ruth, right? So let's not forget that in 1915 he won 18 games. In 1919 he won 23 games. 19 I'm sorry, 1916, 23 games. 1917, 24 games. Um, in 1918, he won 13 games. Um, and so when you're looking at it from that perspective, he started in 1916, he had an ERA of 1.75, and he started uh, 40 games. Uh, he had 23 of those 40 games were complete games. Now, obviously, we know him as a hitter, right? But he was a great great uh, uh, pitcher in his time, possibly even a Hall of Fame pitcher had he just stayed with pitching. Uh, we don't have a lot of real, real stats for him until we get to 1919, 1920 for, for hitting as far as anything that's super impressive. In 1919, he had 25 home runs. In 1920, he had 54 home runs. Um, but his batting average was insane. His batting average... Uh, never went below 272 in during this decade, which is incredible, right? So um, let's not forget in 1920, he had 172 hits. Yeah. I mean – What you got for me, Jackson? Before he was the salt the swat, I guess he was the, the king of the bounds. Babe Ruth. I mean, the argument as the best all-around baseball player, the, the man could play baseball. He could, he could hit. He could pitch. I mean, I've never heard anything about his fielding, but <laughs> judging by just how he played, he, he's he he was the reason the Hall of Fame was invented. Guys like Babe Ruth, yeah, just agreed. that night, totally that agreed. night, that nineteen nineteen season. I mean, he beat the home run record, hitting twenty nine home runs, and of course in nineteen twenty he absolutely shattered it. But a four fifty six on base and a six fifty seven slugging, two hundred eighty four total bases in a league where. Not a lot of guys were even coming close to that. Most guys were having around maybe like under half that total in total bases. And he was just absolutely blowing them out of the water. He, he had more total bases than guys would have. Like you could cut his total bases in half. And he'd probably have more total. Half of his total bases would be more than some guys had hits. <laughs> yeah. No, agreed. 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 Okay. Who you got next? Who do I got next? I mean, I'll I'll go with the 
with a hitter. Uh, here's one. This is this is a shout out to my parents. If you if none of you know, Bill, if you didn't know this, uh, my name Jackson comes from the great shoeless Joe Jackson. <laughs> I love it. Um, absolutely, just he's one of the legendary figures of that era. Despite being entangled in the Black Sox scandal, he hit 354 for the decade, 422 on base, 511 slugging, uh, 1500 hits. He had 265 doubles, 148 triples, stole 193 bases. Just another one of those old school guys that just played played the game and did everything yeah. right. Yeah, he did. He and. He, he again. We'll cover him much, much more during the um, the Chicago uh, Black Sox scandal podcast. But I agree with you. He was lights out. And if you've ever read how he got the name Shoeless Joe, huh, it was awesome. Just awesome stories. That's great. I love it. I love it. All right. So I'll stick with the hitters. I'm going to go back to pitching after this one, though. But I'll stick with the hitter. How about Tyrese Raymond Cobb? All right. Ty, Ty Cobb. Um, MVP 1911. Uh, during this decade, 1948 hits. Uh, a mere batting average of, of 387 OPS 457. The guy could hit. There's there, no doubt about it, right? Yeah. No I doubt mean, about it. Say what you want about his his personal life and his his reputation, his hot head and his his big mouth. But you know, Ty Cobb could back up all all the stuff he said to people with how he played on the field. I mean, two hundred forty eight hits in nineteen eleven is just yeah. my that's mind boggling. That's with forty seven doubles, twenty four triples, and what was his batting average that season? Four nineteen. Four nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it didn't fall off that much. You know, some people like have these tremendous seasons and then fall off the face of the earth, right? 1912, 226 hits, batting average of 409. Forget about it. And then if you look at 1917, 225 hits, 44 doubles, 24 triples again. Stole 55 more bases. I mean, he stole 96 bases in 1915. So he had wheels. He could hit really well. That 1917 season with the the doubles and triples numbers again. I mean, 570 slugging, 1014 OPS, absolute monster. Okay, who you got next? Who I got next? I think we missed a hitter. I think Ty Cobb was probably the best hitter of the of the decade. Um, but I had as my second best hitter, Tris Speaker. Uh, there you go. There you go. There he is. I mean, another one of those guys, you just look at him, just absolutely massive batting average numbers. I mean, I can read it off to you. He hit 340, then 334, 383, 363, 338, 322, 386, 352, and then he kind of dipped 318 in it. A, a paltry 296, you know. But the guy could hit 1,800 hits for the whole decade. Lots of doubles, lots of triples. Stole 340 bases. Just your classic, classic dead ball in the modern baseball era kind of guy. Just yeah, good fielder. Was, first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> he was lights out. He was on my list, too. He was on my list. 
Okay, I'm going to wrap up one for me and then one for you if you've got an honorable mention in there. Um, I've got one more for you, and I and I, it's a repeat of somebody we talked about yesterday. Um, but I've got Christy Matheson on here. Okay, 1911 to 1916 or 1910 to 1916, he was 137 and 76. He pitched 1,814 innings, had 108 strikeouts. So, you know, he just had, and, and I'm looking at some stats here, 1911, um, he had an ERA of 1.99 uh, in 307 innings. That's, that, you know, that's amazing, amazing, right? And, and now, you know, his ERA stayed pretty solid until, you know, his last season in baseball, which was year uh, age 35. But he was, he was pretty lights out, this guy. And we talked about him, um, you know, on the, the podcast prior, but he was incredible. I mean, who, who you got for your final? My final, I'll, I'll let you get to the, someone who you talked about yesterday. Cause I know you're very fond of him. Uh, but I got Grover Cleveland, Alexander, also known as Pete Alexander pitched for the Phillies and the Cubs. Really? Yeah. Uh, his stats from 1911 to 1919, he went 208 and a hundred with a 2.09 ERA and an, 307 games started. He had 242 complete games, 70 shutouts. That's over 2,700 innings of work, struck out 1,500 batters, had a whip right around one. And if you look at a couple of these seasons, if you have pull up baseball reference, 1915, he went 31 and 10 with a 1 2 2 ERA. He threw 36 complete games, 12 shutouts. That's 376 in the third innings. And then he followed it up probably a campaign that was just as good. He went 33 and 12, 1.55 ERA, 38 complete games, 16 shutouts and 389 innings. Oh, and I forgot to mention in 1915, that, that first great season, he struck out 241 batters. And then in 1917, again, he duplicated his performance. He went 30 and 13, 1.83 ERA, 34 complete games, eight shutouts and 388 innings struck out 200 batters that three-year stretch alone is probably one of the most dominant by any pitcher ever <laughs> and if you want to wanna, if you want to throw he missed most of 1918 but his 1919 season he only pitched in 30 only pitched in 30 you know 30 games but he had a 1.72 era so four straight full seasons of a sub two era after yeah. the four years before hovering at 2.8 or below the man could Amen. pitch. Amen. So the uh, who did you think I was going to mention? Walter Johnson, of course. That's the exactly. That's my last guy on here. So Walter Johnson, during this time frame that we're talking about, two hundred and sixty-five wins, one hundred forty-three losses, thirty-four hundred and twenty-seven innings pitched, three hundred twenty-seven complete games, seventy-four shutouts, twenty-two hundred and nineteen strikeouts, K's. Per nine innings, 5.8, and a whip of 0.953. Now, some of these stats are going to be crazy. 1912, he won 33 games, had an ERA of 139. 
1913, ERA 114, 14, ERA 172, or 1.72, 1915, 1.55, 1916, 1.90, 1917, 2.21, 1918, 1.27, 1919, 1.9, 1.49. And in a lot of those years, he pitched at least 330 innings. Yeah, I mean, ridiculous. I mean, I mentioned that you could argue that Grover Cleveland Alexander had a dominant four-year stretch, but this one probably has a beat 1.39, 1.14, 1.72, 1.55. Yeah. I mean, he had a terrible year in 1917 with 23 wins, 16 losses, and a 2.21 ERA with 188 strikeouts and 326 innings pitched. That's a Hall of Fame career if you do that every year, right? I mean, so, yeah. And that was his worst year of the decade. So, yeah, I mean, pretty crazy. My favorite stat of all time, I'm sure we'll talk about Walter Johnson a little bit more next week because he just pitched for a really long time. He pitched into the late 20s. But he pitched in uh, no less than 64 1-0 games, and he was 38-26 and 26 in those games, which is just baffling to me. That How could you be on a team that's so bad that you can't win when you have probably one of the greatest pitchers of all time on the mound? Exactly. Holding them the one run. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. For those of you that are watching this on YouTube, um, first of all, we've appreciated having you on. Feel free to follow us on YouTube. We're trying to get our, our subscribers up on YouTube. But you notice, what does Jackson have on his hat? Jackson, do you want to tell him about what you have on your head? I mean, it's a top fan hat. Okay. There we go. And where do they get that? And and is there any promotional code that they ought to use, Jackson? I mean, you could just go to topfansrivalry.com and you can purchase one of your own. <laughs> we have it up on the shop now, our, our new improved site. If you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. I mean, if you use code Jackson, you might get a little discount. So I hear. So you hear. So I hear. You might see a 10% discount on that, actually. I mean, it's really comfy. Uh it breathes really well. I mean, it's stylish. I wear it outside all the time, and people always ask me what it is. So it's a good talking point to find some baseball fans out there. There you go. Well, Jackson, this has been fun. Now we're getting into the good stuff, right? Next oh, next week, we're going to – next decade that we talk about, we'll probably have a guest on. But that's when we're going to talk about the Murder's Row, the 1927 Yankees, and some of the players I'm sure like – Gehrig and, and, and Ruth and a few others. I mean, yeah, we're going to see the emergence of, of the home run in baseball. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We might see some repeats from this, this list too. I mean, I already said Walter Johnson might make a, a cameo appearance, but I mean, just to give you a little teaser spoilers, Ty Cobb is probably one of the best players of the 20 as well. 20s as well. That guy played forever. <laughs> It's amazing how long some of these guys played, but the numbers that they have are phenomenal. And so again, shout out to uh, some of the websites that we've used uh, to look some of this stuff up, but it, for you baseball enthusiasts out there and for you listening to this, this is so much fun to go through because it goes back to the heart of the game. When we weren't talking about a guy playing for 10 years, for 400 million, 
we were talking about guys just going out there and doing the job and having fun doing it. So Jackson, any final thoughts? Uh, doing a little bit more digging on the, the one zero games. I, I might've mentioned this before, but Walter Johnson pitched in at least three that went three game one zero games that went 15 innings and the longest one he pitched. Game. Yeah. And the longest one he pitched in was an 18 inning win over Claude Williams of the White Sox on May 15th, 1918. Wow. They called, wow. they called, they called him the big train for the reason because he would deliver. There you go. There you go. Well, top fan rivalries uh, out there. We appreciate you listening to this. Uh, Jackson and I enjoy doing the research. We enjoy bringing this to you. Hopefully you're looking this up and you're following it as well. Um, We'll continue to go forward with these. We're going to get into some fun players. As you can see, I'm in my office. I got Jack Roosevelt Robinson behind us. So we'll talk about him when we get into the 40s and 50s um, and a number of players uh, coming up. So we appreciate the time. By all means, like Jackson said, go to topfanrivalry.com. Go to the team store, order yourself a hat. We got pre-orders going. We got specials going on. If you enter the promo code Jackson, um, you'll get a 10% discount. And so go out and do it. And let's have a good time, Top Fan Rivals. We'll talk to you in the next one. Yeah. Uh, Comment, share the video. I mean, let us know if our, our takes are terrible, if they're good, if you like them, where you agree, where you disagree. We love That's, feedback. I mean, it, it's named Top Fan Rivalry for a reason. So you top fans out there should should put your input in. We definitely want to hear it. Exactly. Exactly. We love to hear your feedback, and we'll look forward to seeing you the next time. Thanks, Jackson. Yeah.